today yeah, we bring in Congressman Ed Case. Mm-hmm. Thank Hello, you, sir. sir. Good morning, Aloha. Thanks Good for having morning. me on. Uh, you just had a big vote this past week, and I know a lot of people are actually kind of. I think some people are. All they think of is I'm gonna get money from the from the U.S. <laughs> government, which is. A little bit of a misnomer. So we well, want to make sure that we you know, it's important. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. we need to do right now. We, the, mm-hmm. the United States government, your government, uh, needs to step in and try to cover the gaps where we're where we're going through an incredible public health uh, crisis and an economic crisis, and it's going to get worse. I think I think we all know that at this point, and we need to ride this through as best we possibly can with as less least damage as we can. And that's when government has to step in and and help out. And uh, that's what, exactly what we did late last. Last week, we mm-hmm. passed a $2.2 trillion uh, uh, emergency assistance uh, uh, bill, largest in the history of our country. Now, that's a lot of money, but to put it in perspective, um, in any one year, our U.S. government spends $1.4 trillion on all discretionary, what we call discretionary spending, which is all spending other than for stuff that just is automatic, like Social Security. So for all defense, um, all education, all you know, environmental protection, all of it is $1.4 trillion mm-hmm. every single year for the United States wow. government. We just spent $2.2 trillion. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how seriously, uh, seriously we take this issue from a p- public health perspective, um, as well as, a, as an economic. And, you know, economy is just a word, right? Uh, what we're talking about is jobs. What we're talking about is, is cash flow. What we're talking about is people getting from paycheck to paycheck, people being helped when they don't have paychecks, uh, mm-hmm. people being able to, to, to um, work when they can and, and in different ways. Our, 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 our medical providers who are absolutely on the front lines of this are being able to get the equipment that they need. Um, this is the time when your government has to step forward. And that's what we've done. And this is the third bill that we passed in the month of March. Um, all of them emergencies. Um, they're not going to be enough. Um, we're going to have to go back and do further bills. Um, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, what we're trying to do right now, I guess what you can think about this um, in maybe three stages. Um, you know, one stage is, um, you know, survival. Uh, one stage is stability and one stage is recovery. Mm-hmm. And you want to think about what we're going to be going through here in the next months and, and, and probably years um, is, is right now it's survival. It's, it's, it's getting through the worst of this pandemic. Um, you know, the next, the next, we hope that the worst, uh, is the next weeks rather than months. Mm -hmm. Uh, if we all do our part, it could be the next weeks and not months and months and months. Um, if we don't, um, I think every evidence is that um, it could get far worse for a lot longer period of time. Mm-hmm. But during that period, we've got to make sure that the public health institutions of our country are strong, that people are got what they need to combat this, um, and, that, and that people with real jobs, real salaries, real needs, real rent payments, real mortgages um, get the help uh, that they cannot get anywhere else. And that's what we're trying to do um, in this in this particular bill. Can you walk people through kind of like what they can expect, like how this latest uh, bill will impact them? Well, let's start with what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. um, in this bill. <clears throat> now, I, I we're trying to accomplish the medical providers, the vaccines, the the test kits, the the, the personal protective equipment for our for our medical providers, and that's all a major part of this bill. Hundreds of billions of dollars. Let me focus now on the economic side of this. How do we get people through? Just from a from a financial perspective, how mm-hmm. do we keep how do we keep families going? How do we keep communities going? How do we keep nonprofits, you know, serving uh, people with incredible needs? And so. Um, what we're really trying to do here is to try to keep as many people in our country on payroll 
whether they're actually going to work or not, whether they're actually able to do any work or not, but at least having some kind of a stable paycheck. We're trying to keep those folks on the job. Mm -hmm. And when people cannot get um, um, uh, keep stay on the job or, or at least full-time on the job, we want to make sure that unemployment benefits are strong enough to tide them through on an accelerated, increased supplemental basis. Mm -hmm. And then finally, what we're trying to do is to get immediate money into the pockets of especially those Americans uh, with the most needs. Uh, so that kind of comes in a couple of buckets. Um, and um, one bucket is about $500 billion uh, to, the, to the businesses of our country employing the workers. And this is not just a handout to the businesses. This is here, we're going to help you out. But, the only, but what we're doing with this money is you got to stay on the job and you got to keep paying your employees. Mm. Now, some of those businesses, such as airlines, is the best example. They can't, right? I mean, they're not flying. Mm -hmm. um, so, obviously, we're not telling them keep flying. Keep flying is at the same volume. But we are saying if we're going to be giving you this money, then you got to be helping your employees. Mm -hmm. Even if your employees are not going to work, you got to keep them on the payroll. So, that's mm -hmm. a huge chunk of this. Okay. Another huge chunk of this is small businesses. Small businesses are absolutely critical to us uh, here in Hawaii. We've got one of the highest percentages of small businesses in the entire country. Mm -hmm. 96, 97, 98 percent of all of our businesses are small businesses. That's right. Now, small businesses is defined as uh, less than 500 employees. Well, okay, that's a pretty big business. But in Hawaii, we're really talking about the small, small businesses, mm -hmm. you know, 10 people, five people, uh, sole proprietorships. And these folks need extra help. They tend to, they, 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 they have a much, uh, you know, um, kind of, they, they live a little bit more on the margin. Yes. Um, if they lose their cash flow, they're in trouble really fast. Restaurants are a perfect example. Uh, you know, uh, food shops, um, these kinds of areas that have been especially impacted. We're trying to get that help to them right away. Uh, the third area we're trying to get help to is the unemployment benefits that I talked about. And what we're trying to do there is say, hey, state, you've got a good foundation of unemployment benefits, but we want to, we want to supplement these by an extra $600 uh, per payment per week. Um, and we're also trying to lengthen the period of unemployment to about 39 weeks. So tide people over. Uh, until hopefully the economy stabilizes and starts to recover. Mm. And then the final area that um, gets back to Devin's question is is um, um, direct payments, uh, what we call rebates, because technically they're considered rebates of tax payments, but you don't <laughs> have to have paid your taxes to get them, so let's stop calling them rebates. Um, <laughs> you know, they are payments to Americans in particular need, um, one-time cash payments, uh, to just help you out with that next, you know, uh, uh, payment for your food, help you out with that next payment for your rent, whatever it, it might be. So those are the three big buckets, and I'm happy to get into any of those details. Mm, okay, okay. Um, Sharon says, can you ask the congressman what happened to the forgiveness of student loans up to $10,000 that was uh, reported in the initial release of the bill? Um, there is some um, there is some release in term in relief in terms of forbearance at least on those student loans. Okay. So, so in other words, it's not it's there is not a you know nationwide <clears throat> forgiveness of all student debt. That that is not in the bill. It may be in our future bills. Um, obviously, student debt is a huge burden to many many people across mm -hmm. the country. But where people do face uh, crushing debt-related uh, uh, concerns from student debt or from mortgages or from rent. Yes. What we're saying here is, hey, you know, um, we're going we're gonna to take a break from your requirement to pay uh, for now, and we'll, we'll just simply figure the rest of it out later on. So, you know, again, I want people to think about this as in phases. You know, this is not 
trying to solve every single problem for the next two years. We've got plenty of uh, issues that we're going to have to walk through. What we're trying to get through is that, is, that, is that survival mode of really really four to eight weeks, four to eight to 12 weeks uh, to get us through the worst of the public health emergency or what we hope, again, will be the worst of the public health emergency. The, the, um, the uh, figures that you cited from the White House um, um, earlier are, are very stark and grim. Mm-hmm. And, and those figures also indicate a potential peak uh, for the United States uh, of about the middle of uh, this month. So that's the, that, that's the course. And then, and then hopefully that peak, we top over that peak and start to go down if, in fact, we do practice social distancing mm-hmm. and curb the, the spread of the virus. Uh, here in Hawaii, those same statistics say that our peak is about two weeks later. So we're talking about the end of this month. And how, how bad that peak is going to be depends on all of us. And so we're talking really about this period of four to eight weeks when we completely have to all practice that social distancing, which mm-hmm. per se uh, disrupts an economy to a major area. We've got unemployment, um, unemployment um, um, uh, claims have, have gone up uh, about 10, about 20 percent yes. mm-hmm. over about five mm-hmm. weeks ago in our state. We're, mm-hmm. at, we're estimating unemployment in a couple of months in Hawaii of 25 percent. Uh, so these are, these, are, these are dire times when we need to tide those things, people through. So what I'm trying to say to go back to the student debt question is, look, we're just going to kind of halt these things uh, for now. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, Congress is going to have to go back, as will individual states, to say, well, what are we actually going to do about this uh, uh, debt now? Because obviously, if you just defer your debt for a few months, you still have it. Okay. Makes sense. Thank Makes you very sense. much. Uh, once again, we're here with uh, Congressman Ed Case. If you do have questions for him, uh, please post it on our Facebook. You can post it on his Facebook if you're watching it that way because we do have it up on Facebook Live. Uh, you can give us a call, 947-5868. You can email. There's so many different ways you can contact us. Just- <laughs> That's his way to do it, though, at least for Kumu, mm-hmm. for our feed, is uh, get on our Kumu Facebook because I am monitoring that particular mm-hmm. thread right now. So as the questions are being posted, I can turn them over to the congressman. So we'll get to uh, more of your questions and uh, we'll, we'll talk more with Congressman Ed Case coming up right here on Kumu Kokua, 94.7 Kumu. Wake up, Wake up with 94.7 Kumu and the Rise and Drive Morning Show. 818 on the Rise and Drive. We are here live with Congressman Ed Case. Uh, and he's actually doing a Facebook Live as we're doing our Facebook Live uh, and has gotten some questions from his constituents as well. So Sure, and I want to encourage all the folks out there to, to, to um, you know, post your questions right now or email them into ed.case at mail.house.gov. ed.case at mail.house.gov. My staff is getting your questions uh, to me. Um, I want to go back to um, really the resources. I talked about the, uh, the four buckets, uh, the, the assistance to, to businesses, assistance to small businesses, um, assistance in terms of direct payments and assistance in terms of uh, enhanced unemployment benefits. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I want to say is uh, that I have put a ton of information on my website um, at case.house.gov. Case. I'm looking dot at it right now. Case.house.gov. I've tried to, I've tried, every time I get a question, I try to get it answered on that, that, uh, that website. We've got a bunch of information on there. Uh, hopefully it's easy to use. Uh, there's, a, there's a, for example, a, a frequently asked question from the Internal Revenue Service on the direct payments that I mm-hmm. think is really useful. Um, there is a whole bunch of stuff in terms of loans and grants uh, to small businesses. Uh, there's information on the unemployment um, insurance and also on the um, $2.2 trillion uh, stimulus bill overall. So, um, look, 
this is a time when you when you need your congressional office uh, for a couple of uh, of areas. First of all, my responsibility obviously has been to uh, contribute to national leadership on behalf of our country uh, to to try to make the right decisions to to steer us through. The two point two trillion dollar bill was one of those. Uh, the second part of my uh, responsibilities is to make sure Hawaii is taken care of, uh, Hawaii resources, Hawaii needs, uh, Hawaii specific. Sometimes the you know, sometimes we don't operate like the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And then I think really the, 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 the most, one of the most important parts of my job is to get information to people because they have so many questions just this morning. We've seen so many questions already. And, um, you know, if questions are not answered, then that leads to uncertainty. Uh, uncertainty leads to fear. Uh, fear uh, leads to a lot of confusion. And uh, my goal is to avoid that. Um, you know, what I can do here is to, is to say, look, this is the path we're on. Uh, this is how we need to stay on that path. These are the resources. This is the information. This is how you get this assistance. This is when you're going to get it. This is so you can plan within your own, you know, your own family, your own communities, uh, so you know what's going on. And I think I think that's a really critical role of government in in tough times like this. So mm-hmm. that's what this is all about. Case.house.gov. So let me just. I'm going to take a couple of questions that I've Please got, if, if that's okay. So yes. here's one. Um, Thank you for keeping us up to date and what's happening in government. I was curious, though, my sister-in-law and her family are missionaries overseas but pay their taxes every year. They used to live in your district here in Honolulu, still call Honolulu home. They're, they're planning to come back home to Hawaii soon to weather out the coronavirus storm. By the way, 14-day quarantine if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Please uh, yes. Don't, yes. don't break that. Mm-hmm. Um, they make less than the maximum amount uh, per married couple. Will they still be eligible for the stimulus check? So let me, re- let me lay out this direct payment a little bit. Um, the idea here is that the U.S. government will pay uh, $1,200 to individuals, $2,400 to, to families, mm-hmm. people, people filing jointly, $500 per child, uh, dependent child under 17, um, at certain income levels. So the maximum will go to you if, you're, if your income is 75000 individual, $150,000 uh, joint. And then, it, and then it, it, it phases down until about 100000 individual. 200,000 uh, joint, you, mm-hmm. you will not get those checks. Now, so I don't want anybody to be surprised that, you know, they're making over 100, 200,000, don't, they don't get a check. Clearly what we're trying to do here is to get this money into the hands of the folks that make less and, 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 and probably have not, uh, do not have the same resources that folks above those levels have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so this, is, this does not go to all Americans, first of all. Uh, it does go to most Americans because most Americans don't make more than those amounts. Uh, number one. Number two, um, how do you get your checks? Um, so if you filed tax returns 2019, 2018, it's going to be pretty automatic because this goes off whether you filed your tax returns. And the people that are probably going to get it faster are, fastest are the folks that f- have filed electronically, have paid electronically, that have a bank account and have that relationship with the IRS. So, frankly, you don't have to do anything. The IRS is going to pay you. Mm-hmm. at some point in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Now, there's some folks out there, and I think one of your questions uh, was mm-hmm. along these lines. Um, um, the question was uh, uh, from, from a kupuna who, who does not pay taxes right mm-hmm. now. Uh, yes, uh, you are going to get a check as long as you're under those income levels. It's The IRS has not said yet exactly how they're going to get that money okay. uh, to folks, but it'll probably be through social, social security numbers because that's one of the key determinants here mm-hmm. is do you have a social security number? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, and so for that senior, um, we're going to try to get the information to them as soon as the IRS tells us. Okay. To my question from my constituent, uh, the answer then to your question is, 
um, as as long as your as long as your relatives are are um, 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 you know U.S. citizens uh, have a Social Security number have been paying their taxes, yes, they are eligible if they're under those income levels. Okay, okay, okay. If I can ask a follow-up question on those those individual checks that'll be coming uh, to taxpayers. Um, so again, uh, twelve hundred dollars. Um, $1,200 for individuals, uh, $2,400 for couples. The question uh, from one of our listeners, um, uh, Ohia, said, will people get them get those checks faster? Well, she was asking about the electronic filing, but she said, okay, so the state, I'm sorry, the deadline for filing taxes for 2019 has been extended, right, till July. Do you have to have filed your 2019 tax return in order to get a check? Because a lot of people are going to be observing now the longer deadline. Well, first of all, just to go back to what I said earlier, yeah. you don't have to have filed a tax return okay. in order to be eligible for the check. There okay. just may be a different way to get you that payment. And uh, we don't know what the details of that are. But we do know that if you file a tax return in 18 or 19, okay, uh, then um, <clears throat> that's going to be a pretty automatic at that point. Okay. Okay. That helps. Okay. Um, let's see. Another question is uh, from our friend Angie, who is also a Kumu listener. Uh, she is asking with, you know, more than 120,000 people here in Hawaii filing for unemployment. Um, she is asking whether you were talking earlier about the enhanced unemployment federal, federal benefits, right, uh, for unemployed people. Do you have to do a separate filing is what she's asking? Or is that when you do this, when you file with the state, will you automatically also get a federal no, all support. No, all unemployment benefits are still running through the state. Okay. Um, it's just that what the feds are doing is supplementing what the state has and, and doing really a pass-through through the state unemployment okay. uh, uh, system. So that should be uh, pretty automatic. Um, now, let's uh, all acknowledge that um, with unemployment claims spiraling uh, and continuing to spiral, um, our state unemployment office has been has been overwhelmed yes um and um you know i think i think i forget what the figures are but i'm going to try to get this right um because I, I heard it uh just the, the other day um i want to say that uh f eight weeks ago six six to eight weeks ago we had 400 claims mm -hmm. in the in the week and mm -hmm. um and um in the last week, we had thirty thousand, some, yeah. somewhere yeah. around. We that were range. at, we were at, I think, two point seven unemployment. And now we're like at 30s, approaching twenty, exactly. yeah, twenty thirty. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, also, six to eight weeks ago, there were seven people in the state unemployment insurance office oh, processing gosh. claims. Uh, today, that has tripled, quadrupled. Mm -hmm. Credit credit to the State Department of uh, Labor and to the governor to trying to ramp that up. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, they've had to ramp up from virtually zero in a very, very short period of time. So that system has crashed. Um, and people have had trouble getting in to make their claims. Uh, the best advice from the governor and, and, and the director of labor is keep, keep trying. Uh, they have materially increased their co uh, computer uh, capacity, um, and they have materially increased the number of folks that are, that are um, you know, processing uh, claims, and they're trying to accelerate those claims as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so um, you just got to keep trying to get those claims processed. Uh, got a question uh, off our Facebook from uh, James Kwan, uh, which is the status of RIMPAC. Uh, if it goes forward, what measures can be put in place to minimize seal um, COVID-19 exposure? Well, so far, I mean, so far the military has said that they're going to run a, a completely scaled back version of, of RIMPAC. Um, and, um, but, you know, this would, for example, involve not a whole bunch of ship to shore contact uh, mm -hmm. because RIMPAC is, is, you know, an exercise out in the ocean. So folks mm -hmm. don't have to call in at the port. That's, that's one way. Now, 
I frankly think it's anybody's guess whether it's actually going to go off. Um, mm-hmm. Already a number of countries have basically opted out and said, well, you know, fine, we're, we're, we're not going to do that. Now, I, I think we're in a difficult situation here because, because um, you know, this is a crisis. Our military still has to be ready. Our military still has to provide for the national defense. So we can't just shut our military down. We cannot just shut training down. We cannot just shut readiness down. We've got to keep, you know, troops deployed. There's, there's, you know, there's bad people out there in the world that would be perfectly happy to take advantage of this time. Mm -hmm. I think that would be stupid of them, but can't put it past them. (laughs) Um, And so um, I I have, I have trusted our military to make the right decisions uh, to protect the, the health and welfare. After all, let's, let's face it, our military has every single incentive uh, to make sure that this pandemic does not spread uh, through members of the military and their families and the civilian community. Sure. Uh, and they also have, uh, frankly, some pretty unique resources that are not as readily available in the civilian, like the ability to order people to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, under, sure. under penalty yeah. of court-martial. So. Right. Um, so what's going to happen to RIMPAC? I don't really know. I know that they are scaling it down at least now and, and trying to minimize every single, uh, um, you know, um, risk that, that it would, that it would present. Mm -hmm. I got one here. Uh, thanks for the update. My question is for small businesses. Are there any current grants for them other than applying for loans? Mm -hmm. Loans have to be paid back and add a lot of debt to small businesses. And there are still questions about taxes. Uh, usually IRS considers monies received as taxable, thus adding more burden. Can you please clarify? Um, okay, so first of all, there's a bunch of uh, assistance to small businesses. There are uh, what we call um, economic injury disaster loans that are available now. Uh, you can get to my website. Uh, those are, are, are um, loans that can go out, and they can be converted into grants. Oh. Um, so it is, it is under certain circumstances a loan will just turn into a, right. a loan being for, forborn, forgiven, mm-hmm. uh, and it'll turn into a direct grant. But they have to, they have to follow specific guidelines. They have to follow the specific guidelines, and uh, my office can help uh, any small businesses out there. And let me, let me say here that when we're talking small business, you know, again, we're not always talking about kind of the traditional business where you got, you know, you got, you know, whatever shop and, and 10 employees. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, you know, sole proprietors. Uh, we're talking about independent contractors. We're also talking about nonprofits. Uh, okay. So mm. these are uh, gig economy workers. Uh, I was um, ask they about can that. work out yes. of your house. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have some established, uh, you know, business conduct, um, you are eligible for these loans. Now, we have other loans called Paycheck Protection um, loans that were about to roll out. Those came out of the $2.2 trillion um, bill. And these are um, about $350 billion worth of loans. Okay. The deal is this. You get the loan. You got to use that money to keep your employees on the payroll. Or if you already let them go, you got to hire them back. And if you keep them on the payroll and hire them back and or hire them back and keep them on the payroll for mm-hmm. a certain period of time, mm-hmm. that loan is forgiven. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's I read a, that yesterday. That's a like, really Ooh. good deal. Yeah. Now, my challenge is to get it rolled out as fast as possible because a lot of our small businesses, they're on the brink right now if they're mm-hmm. not already over that yeah. edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, mm-hmm. that weighs on my mind all of the time is, is, is the folks that, that are just right on the edge uh, from, a, from a financial perspective and a, and a business perspective. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, you know, these are, there are so many new initiatives via this bill that are available. So if people are confused about like which of these apply to them, they can call your office. Well, your staff can help sort that out a little bit. Absolutely. That's what, that's what my staff is on the job full time. (laughs) We're all teleworking for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, all hands on deck. 
uh, it's an emergency. Um, uh, I think my, you know, my office and I and, and the delegation, um, you know, understand the urgency. We understand the critical importance of the delegation to help folks in Hawaii. We understand uh, that our job is to get information uh, to people and get mm-hmm. people, you know, hooked up with the resources out there and to cut through the bureaucracy. A lot of this stuff is is, you know, pretty bureaucratic. And in all honesty, in some cases, we've never done some of this before. Yeah. For example, um, we have never extended uh, small business loans uh, to nonprofits. Um, so we have to, like, create this entire new, um, you know, kind of uh, set of procedures on, well, how do we do that? Um, and we have to do it inside about a week. We, mm-hmm. just, passed, we just passed this bill, you know, uh, five days ago. So there's a lot of scrambling going on, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sure that, you know, I am no, un, not unlike any other member of Congress, my colleagues, and in helping the federal government to scramble <laughs> to get this done. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's one of the, the, the things that uh, the people are, are, I don't know, sometimes maybe they're not processing quite as well, is that we're talking 50 states, well, f- you know, Mm-hmm. I mean, and to our territories and stuff. I mean, all of these people are all being affected at the same time. It's not a thing of where it's only happening to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It's happening everywhere and nationwide. So it it's put us into, uh, I don't know, almost a lockup of trying to get yeah, stuff out because, you, you know, it's it's unusual. It's not like us going, oh, you know, there was a, there was a hurricane in Hawaii and we well, need exactly. to have help with something, right? It's exactly. like... It's everybody. It's all at once. Yeah, I mean, and, um, and let's, not, let's not forget the other jurisdictions. We have 55, uh, you know, jurisdictions throughout our country that have COVID-19 one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So all 50 states plus, um, uh, let's see, almost all of the territories and other parts right. of our country. Um, yeah. So it's, it's widespread, and, and you're right. That creates a particular challenge because, um, you know, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a hurricane in Louisiana or... You know, uh, an yeah. earthquake in California, right. or a, or a, you know, tsunami in Hawaii, for that matter. Right. Uh, it's been on my mind because April first, I know, uh, nineteen forty-six. <laughs> you, if you if you remember yeah. your tsunami history, this was the worst tsunami yeah. that mm-hmm. we suffered. And and on April first, every April first, I wake up and I, I I do two things: April Fools, tsunami. Mm. <laughs> so, so you can tell he's a big island right, boy. Right, I know, uh, I know, right? Uh, we yeah. had a question from Lynn Reyes. Uh, if you owe taxes for 2019, uh, do you still get a stimulus check? My, my assumption well, would be... Well, that's an interesting question. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It, mm. this, is, this, is, this, is, this does not... You it's know, respect of the taxes This thing, does right? not mm. depend on, you know, whether you, you know, pay taxes, get a re- tax refund, or anything else. Um, it, 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 is a, it is a pretty unconditional payment. Uh, okay. to, to Americans to help them through. Mm. Um, and okay. by the way, that gets to a question that I have here. Um, how is the rebate amount chosen? Shouldn't lower income earners receive a larger check than those um, still with jobs? You know, uh, first of all, lower income uh, earners do receive a larger check because uh, it, it up, up to the 75000 per year individual, 150000 per year joint, um, you get the max checks, mm-hmm. and then it then it reduces after that. The check amounts reduce after that uh, again until hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. At which point there's no payment. So this mm-hmm. is graduated. This is intended again to to get to the folks that um, um, you know need it the most. The most yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then as to the you know, do you have a job or not? Um, you know, that was a that was a debate. Um, how do we? Yeah. Here here's the deal. With these checks, we wanted to get money into people's hands immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm. And every time you add a condition, 
um, like you say, well, you know, prove whether you have a job or not. And if you don't have a job, then you get more. And if you have a job, you do. That slows the entire process down. Mm -hmm. So what we were trying to do, and, you know, rightly or wrongly, our, our policy judgment here was um, that although there were many arguments for, for making these payments at a different amount or uh, in a different way or on, on a set of conditions, our judgment in Congress was these need to get into people's hands ASAP. Mm, and mm -hmm. the result is going to be, in all honesty, that, that um, some people that really need a lot more are not going to get uh, as much. Uh, and perhaps there's going to be people out there who get a check that don't need it. And if they don't need it, I, I would say, well, then please contribute it to a, to a charitable cause mm -hmm. because uh, there's lots of needs out there. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing that, and I think you can even deduct it on your taxes the next time <laughs> around. So um, th that's the answer on that. Okay. And, and so what you're saying is that the, the, the priority there was uh, rather than get bogged down in policy questions and qualifications to just get the money out there, get the economy rolling. And, get it out. And you know, get again, get it hands. out. Yeah. Try, mm -hmm. You know, we're in, we're in the survival stage, trying to get to a stability stage. How do you get through survival to some form of stability? How do you buy some time? Um, how do you uh, ride out the storm, the mm -hmm. worst of the storm? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that at the end of the worst of the storm, you don't still have a storm, but you got to get through the worst of it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that that's the goal here. And again, I would say uh, this is not the end of this. You know, we're, we're going to, Congress is already working on a fourth bill. We're already working now. Uh, I, was on, I was on the phone with my colleagues. I've been on the phone with them repeatedly over the last uh, uh, number of weeks as we've all been home. We go on we go on calls where there's like 200 members of Congress on a conference call. Oh, wow. and I, I've done about, <laughs> I've done about uh, 10 of those calls at this point in the, in the really the last five or six days. I'm going to do another one um, um, actually right after this show. And so I hear what's happening in the rest of the country and mm -hmm. we're all fa facing the same basic uh, challenges and we all know that we're going to have to act again. So yesterday um, <clears throat> our speaker and other uh, members of Congress were on the phone saying fourth bill being developed, get your ideas in right now uh, mm. to try to stimulate uh, a little bit more of the economy. Okay, oh. you actually went ahead and answered, because that was going to be my next question. One of our listeners, Jill, in Makiki, had said, will there be further checks? Because she said, this is going to help me for a month, but then what? So that's what you guys are talking okay, about. Okay, well, um, yes, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. we're, trying to, we're trying to get to the next four to eight weeks and, and figure out um, uh, what more can we do. Now, uh, to Jill, I would say, well, yes, um, there's a couple of options here. I think, first of all, obviously the check uh, will help you, and, and, and that's, that's good, and I appreciate that it's not enough to help you for more than, more than that long, especially mm -hmm. in a high-cost uh, state like Hawaii. Um, there's certainly the uh, option of unemployment. Uh, uh, benefits, if that's an option for you, and if you if you are employed or were employed, uh, the entire focus of the stimulus package that we just passed was to keep people on the payroll. So, I would go back to your employer and say, uh, you know, I've been telling a lot of folks this because a lot of employers don't know what's coming, mm. so mm -hmm. they're making decisions on laying people off when they when they're going to get assistance in order to keep them on the payroll. Uh, so uh, if, if Jill was, you know, laid off, then, then she should go back and say, hey, you got money coming to you. Can you apply for it and rehire us? That's good for you. Good for us. Uh, and certainly if she's on the job and on the, you know, on the edge in terms of her job, same basic message to her employer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you Good very stuff. much. Yeah. Uh, once again, uh, Congressman Ed Case joining us here in the studio uh, for Kumu Kokoa. He's taking your questions. Uh, he's on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Uh, you can also call us here at the studio, 947-5868. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back.
Remember, it's 94.7 Kumu. 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 844 on the rise and no drive uh, <laughs> in our Kumu Kokua segment this morning. Uh, very happy to welcome in Congressman Ed Case. Uh, we've been taking questions galore, mm-hmm. so I'm going to just step back and let you go. Because <laughs> okay. I, yeah. like, I feel like people will get mad at me because they're like, stop talking. <laughs> well, we want to hear from the congressman. Yes, so. and, and definitely. He is, uh, and by the way, if you are just tuning in, we are taking questions on our Kumu Facebook um, underneath the thread where the uh, the live video was showing. Uh, but also the congressman is getting questions uh, through his uh-huh. office so we're and trying on to get his to them Facebook all. as well. We're so to get to yeah, we'll get so, to as many okay. as we can. Congressman, go for it. What will this bill do to the national debt? Well, this is a this is a big issue for mm-hmm. the national debt. Our national mm-hmm. debt was twenty three trillion dollars uh, before before this uh, pandemic, and uh, we have uh, committed about two point five trillion total uh, so far, and that's not going to be the end of it. So this is clearly an issue for our national debt, um, and it does concern me. But we have to do it. Uh, we have to do it. And we could go back right now and, you know, consider why we didn't, you know, uh, kind of spend more wisely and create rainy day funds and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't. Um, this is really not the time to talk about that. We've got to help our country. Um, the national debt is going to be far worse if we don't stabilize and recover our economy. So, okay. Um, okay. you know, hey, going forward, how does this affect Congress? Because it, I, I was just curious about that because, I mean, you're home, but um, sorry. Well, we're, on, we're, on a personal level, you know, I know you, so I'm like, I don't want you going back over there. And right, right. Well, we're sorting that through. We do not have um, in Congress remote voting. And there's a lot of good historical reasons. Uh, some people argue there are constitutional requirements. I don't think so. But we have never instituted uh, purely remote voting. Mm. Um, and, you know, the reasons are pretty straightforward. You, you, you want us to deliberate. You want us to debate. You want us to consider collaboratively. Uh, And so, you know, in all honesty, I think we were caught a little flat footed on this um, and we are having very, very active discussions. It's kind of a catch 22 because in order to change the rules on remote voting, we have to be there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, So for example, the Mm -hmm. $2.2 trillion, and there's ways of us acting without everybody having to go back to Washington. For example, the $2.2 trillion bill last Mm -hmm. Friday was was adopted by voice vote. So mm-hmm. there was no recorded vote. So somebody stood up and said, you know, the you know, I, I move that two point that we spend two point two trillion dollars. All those in favor say aye, aye. All those opposed, no, no, the ayes have it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now one guy asked for a recorded vote, yeah. uh, which I thought um, was um, under the circumstances criminal because that forced people to think about whether they had to go, you know, back the bill was going to pass anyway, mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. overwhelmingly pass the Senate. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, Congress is having to think about how we operate uh, in a national emergency. Um, I think we, I think, I think, in all honesty, Congress uh, just never really thought through the idea that it would be a a, a public health pandemic that would influence. Uh, it, you know, it's one thing for us to be attacked, like 9/11. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could still go back to Congress and, and, and deliberate. But uh, when it affects you and every single one of your districts, that's a different story. So we're having to figure that out right now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did okay. you have another question that you wanted to answer? Uh, what do you see as possible ways Congress can help nonprofit organizations? Well, the number one way we can help nonprofits is through the um, small business uh, loans, which I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Small Nonprofits are eligible for these small business loans. Well, there's more than one way, but number one, try out the small business loans. Uh, nonprofits are eligible for them, number one. Number two, 
much of that $2.2 trillion went to fund major programs on an emergency basis that are administered by the nonprofits, and the nonprofits can use those funds in part for administrative expenses. So, for example, um, uh, emotional health and uh, suicide prevention, mm -hmm. huge increases in those programs because so many people are under stress. So nonprofits in that area can certainly um, um, take advantage of those uh, funds from the federal government to, to operate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, okay. That is good to know. Um, one of our listeners, Lonnie, is asking, well, okay, so she is noting, of course, as you mentioned earlier, uh, some of the forbearance that has been uh, recommended uh, regarding mortgages and rents and so forth. She is asking, should there be a freeze also on things like utilities and various other bills? She says, until this virus situation goes away, that way people don't worry about going to work to pay those bills and then they're more likely to stay home. And I guess I would add to that, you know, so the, the, the question is, will there be um, uh, some other people are asking also, will there be guidance from Congress on utilities, credit card bills, other kinds of bills, either some kind of forbearance or at least asking uh, uh, lenders and these holders of these, uh, the, the creditors to maybe skip interest payments or, or some kind of relief there. Well, we've, we've, we've definitely uh, strongly su suggested to people like creditors mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, utilities that mm -hmm. this, this is not the appropriate time to, to be going in with strict enforcement mechanisms. And, you know, I will say that uh, in, in my knowledge and experience, the large portion of them un get that, understand that, and have voluntarily. Uh, here in Hawaii, I think that that has been the case as well. Um, we have at least considered uh, whether to to uh, just do a do a blanket forbearance on on for example credit cards mm -hmm, but here mm -hmm. here's the other side of that um, argument um, if I am able to pay my credit card uh, bills shouldn't I um, should that be blanket should every single person be able not to pay their bills I mean we have to maintain some level of economic function of mm -hmm. economic uh, stability um, and you know um, if, if you forbear, then it's just harder to pay it back later. Now, having said that, um, I think that uh, certainly that we, we've certainly taken some provisions along those lines in terms of, for example, mortgage and rental payments mm -hmm. where, where we have uh, essentially said, hey, if these are federally backed mortgages, which a lot of the mortgages are out there, if these are federal, federal housing programs, rental programs, which a lot of them are, um, you cannot take any actions to force people out of their homes or to foreclose on them for at least 180 days mm -hmm. while we get through this mm -hmm. period. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, mm -hmm. I think we're trying to find the right uh, response to that. States are free, by the way, to take their own actions, and many states have. Uh, so, and again, you know, um, uh, a small community like Hawaii, you know, if, if Hawaiian Electric is going to be hard about this, I think they get nailed, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think they're being responsible, as are the banks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're, they're giving us the ability to pay electronically. <laughs> Which, is <laughs> Which is good. Nice. Thank Very you. Very helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can pay my bill electronically. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, going forward, uh, Congressman, what do you see happening with regards to, you know, when Congress is able to sort of get this sorted out and figure it out? I mean, what are some of the priorities that you think our own Congress, our congressional uh, party, or, or team is saying going forward like are we are we gonna what what else do we need to take care of are we still in this emergency thing where we need to just you know stop the bleeding and then move forward well we can't take this from uh well you know we can't kind of take this as a series of you know defined um steps like we got to finish this step before we think about the next step mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have to think about everything right now so in my mind i'm thinking about every single one of those stages and planning for them and acting for them right now i'm 
I'm thinking, planning, and acting, and voting, and talking in Congress about uh, about you know um, survival mm-hmm. for the next mm-hmm. 48 weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, planning, and acting for for stability. You know, eight eight to whatever. These are artificial numbers, but I hope they you know indicate what I'm trying to say. And then I'm thinking, planning, and acting for recovery. So so how do I get uh, us through survival while we're planning for stability? And that that next large congressional bill, and getting that money to Hawaii, and then into recovery. So, in my mind, the stability, the survival side of it is 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 almost all about keeping people on the job, keeping paychecks going where we can, getting mm-hmm. unemployment benefits, getting small businesses the assistance that's going to hold them through uh, the worst of this, hopefully the worst of this, and then, in my mind, the next stage is what we're already working on in Congress, which is how can we prime the economic pump. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is like a you know, like a new deal. Mm-hmm, it's, the, mm-hmm. it's the functional equivalent. And what we did in the Great Depression through Roosevelt and the New Deal was the way we tried to get the economy to stabilize was we did federal spending on infrastructure. So that's when we, you know, constructed some of our greatest things, you know, the, you know, the, the Workers' uh, Progress Administration and, you know, all of the great trails, for example. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Hawaii. We don't even think about it anymore, but that came out of the Great Deal. Or the, or the New Deal. Mm, mm-hmm. And so uh, in Congress, we're talking about a couple trillion dollar infrastructure spending package, which would go out there to help us with our, our roads, our harbors, our airports, um, our broadband, um, things that we all know are neglected here in Hawaii. So I'm, I'm directly focused on that. And then finally, in terms of the recovery um, and um, the uh, stability and the recovery, I'm completely focused on on the travel and tourism industry, which is our economic driver, yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and on and on the airlines and and on the restaurants and on the on the hundreds of thousands of people out there that, in one way, shape, or form, are dependent on tourism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're mm-hmm. going to have to get that stood up and operating right away. Now, in the in the same uh, kind of vein, I want I want to say one thing here, and that is that. You know, we've got really four pillars of our of our local economy. Number one is travel and tourism. Number two is the military. Number three is construction. You know, number four is 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 agriculture. Travel and tourism has taken a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Um, the military. You know, let's talk about what we would what our economy would be like right now if we didn't have a stable military here, right? Yeah. Uh, contributing to us. So let's let's reflect on the value of our military overall. When we, you know, when I hear people bash the military, I say, well. Would you like them not to be here right now with their federal dollars circulating in our, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. economy Mm -hmm. and the stability Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they're providing to our economy? Construction, okay so far because a lot of these projects are already in the works as long as people can safely go to work. But Mm -hmm. the the pipeline beyond that is what we're worrying about, the new starts. And agriculture has its issues as well. But Mm -hmm. it's still, you know, we're all trying to, you know, do, you know, fresh produce uh, distribution and and buying and helping our local farmers so that that's kind of the way i'm looking at it mm, okay. okay um okay. our our friend zan yes uh, also asked about that list of uh essential workers she said that list is so long is there any way to <laughs> shut that like uh, to cut it down just a little bit mm. um what, what's your take on that you know, I'm not going to second-guess the governor's uh, yeah. decisions. Uh, he, d- he doesn't need me to be second-guessing him. If I, you know, we're all in a team. Yeah. Um, and um, any, any team in a crisis, you've mm-hmm. got to be a team. And the governor has his role, and i got my role. 
you know, the mayor has his role. Uh, our industry has uh, has their role. And so that's the governor's call. Mm. And if I have concerns about what the governor is doing, I'm, I'm in contact with them all the time. I, we text back and forth. Uh, we compare notes. My job is to make sure that the federal decisions are the right decisions. So. So I have, you know, I have been, I have not wanted to weigh in on the various decisions, uh, publicly at least, uh, because that's not what people want right now. They want yeah. their team to be unified mm. and all right. pulling together. Especially because our team is not the biggest team. Well, we got we, four members of Congress and, you know, one governor <laughs> yeah, and, you know, four, four mayors right. and, a, and a bunch of very good elected officials yeah. uh, uh, yeah. across the board. And we all do have to pull together mm -hmm. for Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Got to roll in the same direction. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other questions came into you? Yeah, yeah, actually, actually, I have a question uh, from one of our listeners. Maribel is asking, how long do you predict people will have to quarantine at home? Now, I would add, you know, we know that the uh, White House extended the social distancing directing uh, directions, extending it to April 30th. And so, um, you know, on Capitol Hill, what is the feeling and, and are you guys preparing for a longer social distancing direction from the White House? Um, well, the answer is yes. We uh -huh. have to at least anticipate that that's a that's a that's a possibility. Go and I, I wish I could say yeah. to everybody, hey, you know, I, I got I got this word from on high, and we can end social distancing mm -hmm. on April fifteenth and go back to our normal lives. And mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, the reality is that that's that's you know, that's not the case. And on high is not going to say that. So, <laughs> um, every indication we have um, is that um, this virus um, traces a fairly predictable path that has a great variable built into it depending on whether people social distance. Mm. So uh, when the president uh, yesterday says that we project between 100,000 and 200,000 deaths, um, you know, 100,000 um, is, is with moderate social distancing and 200,000 is with, with um, more than that. And furthermore, that there would be a peak maybe somewhere around the middle to the uh, uh, latter part of this month mm -hmm. in, in our country and probably lagging two weeks behind um, in, in, in our state, because yes. that's what the indications have been. So that's why it's so critical when the Lieutenant governor says it's critical for us to do it. The governor says, we've got to do this now when we've got a quarantine between islands, when we've got a quarantine coming in, um, that is intended to shorten that period and keep that peak down so that we can get to a point where we can consider starting to loosen up. Um, and, um, it's very, very difficult for me to have a crystal ball on this, but I think April 30th is an absolutely realistic deadline for now for us to say we've got to do it at least until then. Mm -hmm. Now, I think what's going to happen here is that we're going to come down to the end of this month and we're going to have to take a look at where we are. If we're still accelerating at the end of this month, we're, we're going to have to stay in quarantine mm -hmm. uh, beyond the end of this month. If we're starting to level out and go down, then we can start to think about well, what's a responsible way for us to start to try to engage a little bit more. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but it is up to us, uh, and we will, we will not know the answers to, to these questions uh, until the latter part of April. That's when we're going to have an indication as to whether um, – either in what year our country uh, social distancing is going to have to continue. It's like yeah. Dr. Uh, Fauci has been saying, right? He says, we don't set the time frame. Yeah, the, the virus, virus sets, sets the, the timeline. Time well, in some, yeah. you know. in some mm -hmm. ways, we do set it because, mm -hmm. um, you oh, know. social distancing, uh, the better we do at it, right? And yeah. those countries that have, you know, we've seen it around the world. Those mm -hmm. countries that have got gotten after social distancing mm -hmm. right away, testing social distancing, you know, South Korea, Singapore, um, they, they turned the corner faster. Yeah. Um, and those countries that didn't, um, you know, Italy got completely caught flat-footed and didn't respond fast enough, and that led to Spain. Um, mm -hmm. uh, 
our country mm-hmm. to a great extent, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. unfortunately. Um, in New York, um, yeah. we, were, we were slow off the trigger. Yeah. Um, that that's that's inexcusable. Uh, but it's water under the bridge. We got to deal with you know the future now. Right. So, what we do in the next couple of weeks is going to be really really critical. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we're right up against it. We have to let him go because he has to actually get on a phone call with <laughs> 200 members of Congress. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's always something uh, with mm-hmm. Congressman in any case. Mm-hmm. So, um, Congressman, thank you so much for stopping by. We really appreciate you uh, being here and, and sharing your knowledge with us. Again, uh, if you can go to his website, if you have more information, please feel free to go to... Case.house. Dot gov. Case.house.gov. Yes. Open, in, open invitation, open resources. And from there, you can get to contacting my office by phone, by email, uh, whatever works for you. And don't come into my office, please. Uh, <laughs> because social distancing, people. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. But right. the congressman has very graciously uh, also, I, I'll just reiterate what he said earlier, that um, there are lots of parts to this whole stimulus package. And, um, and some of it can be a little confusing. So uh, he said that his staff is willing to help you kind of sort it out and figure out what you need to do uh, to get the aid that you need. So uh, definitely reach out to him. And uh, we'll post all that information on our Kumu Facebook. Thank you very much. Anything you want to say in closing? No, I just say, everybody, we're all in this together. Let's get through this together, and everybody be well.